Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I'm coming now to you at full volume because we are alone in the house once more. Um, we had company. Casey's dad was staying and visiting with us. I probably said that, but I'll say it again. And we did eat pretty healthy. We didn't gorge ourselves. We did ride scooters around town, um, going on tours of breweries all around. Um, we walked, we had smoothies, you know, salads every day. But as I've said, and now I want to reiterate, um, we went on a tour of several breweries in a row. The big breweries in town, we got actual ticketed, guided tours of. And then after, those were on two separate days, but then on other days or after those tours, we would go to smaller, I guess you'd say microbreweries, right? I don't know if uh, your cutoff for micro is the same as my cutoff for micro, but it really ranged. We really truly saw everything. We went to eight breweries in three days a couple of which I had never been to here. Um, a couple of which I'd known about but not gone into. Or maybe I've tried their beers but not their cans. You know, it was always little various levels of exposure. Um, and I don't know, at the end of things we would kind of... We would kind of talk... Comparisons, obviously. We would compare and contrast not just the beer, but the entire experience, the business model, the success that they were seeing from their decisions. And uh, now let's get into it, right? The two giant beer companies in town are both like the local favorite from the 80s and 90s giants in craft brewing there's um a lot of similarities honestly i now won't have any more trouble telling them apart but i always have had trouble telling them apart uh but i like them both right they they have a wide variety of beers everyone can get something that they like they are successful Here's the difference. One of them is more local Colorado concerned. The other one is a little bit more national slash international ambitious. But the one that's arguably sold out and grown larger is actually, from what I can tell, like doing good things with their money. Okay. So what I mean by this, they're doing like, they're trying to become more carbon neutral. They recycle things like CO2, um, which now both of them, they actually got the other one to start doing it as well. They shared their technology with them. Um, they're doing uh, profit sharing with employees, stuff like that. Oh, but they're not as local. And one could maybe say their beer wasn't as good. That it was, in my opinion, both of the craft brew titans in town do definitely make A-quality 
a tier beer. But the one is has slightly more beers that I prefer. And you could argue that their beers are slightly better. Okay. So it was an interesting comparison to see, you know, the, the slight nuance in the size differences, the difference in the, the style of tour. One of them giving a uh, more expertly guided tour, which was longer, as opposed to the other one, which was giving like, you know, not as in-depth of a tour by someone who didn't seem as knowledgeable. But the two companies are very incestuous. People often like revolving door go back and forth between the two. They trade a lot of talent. Um, then of all the little ones we went to, we went to, I, I'll compare and contrast, one brewery we went to had nobody in it when we arrived. It was um, in a strip mall. They brewed on site, but their tap room was empty, arguably because it had very little in the way of spirit or character. Um, what do I mean by that? Well, when you went in, it was a few nerdy guys sitting around the bar. You'd think maybe they were regulars, but really they all worked there. You know what I mean? It was just the employees hanging out. And there weren't... I don't know, man. I don't know. It was a bunch of like older millennials uh, that had probably not as much of a concern about being popular, which I kind of liked. They were nerd beer. Uh, they were They were beer nerds. And this was their opportunity to make really good beer. And as a result, they kind of did have some of the most critically acclaimed true microbrewery craft beer that we had, and they are very well awarded. But their branding is just like almost non-existent and bad. And then their, their place was empty. So we walked in, and Casey's dad's so interested in beer that the head brewer was like, oh, let me show you around. So we actually got to stand in, you know, the brewery, the room, and see the scale. And I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was, uh, and so did Casey's dad. I mean, that was a good opportunity to, like, find out more. And those were some guys who were willing to give you some, like, insider scoop. You know what I mean? They wanted to tell you how and exactly what and where and their strategy they didn't mind because there was like a cool sense of community to it. And I just hate that like that could be the one that fails because they didn't have the character in the showroom, you know. Now, compared to our favorite brewery that we go to that we bought him a shirt from for like Father's Day or whatever, um, they didn't even brew on site. The owners weren't in there. I mean, we happened to have had a lot of great interactions with the owners, but they weren't even in there. And their place was packed because they they did a really cool little house that they restored into a tasting room brewery in a very fun millennial style way. But then they brew, air quotes, down the road at another location. Which makes sense because how much beer... I mean, I even think... They could have been contract brewing, which is a, a huge thing I like to bring up. This idea that like you don't have to brew all your own beer. You can come up with the recipe 
and learn from Coca-Cola, etc. Come up with the recipe and then have someone on the other side of the world make it and get it distributed and you don't have to ship it around. You can get wider distribution. You can work out programs where you and a friend brew each other's beer on opposite sides of the country. So it, it brings up a lot of nuance, right? I mean, of all the places we saw, places that were producing, you know, thousands of gallons, thousands of barrels, I don't even know, maybe hundreds of thousands of barrels a year. And then places, they would regularly, the two big ones would say, oh, if you drank a six pack a day, it would take you 15 years to drink all the beer in this room. That kind of thing. They'd say that. Whereas the little places, it they fill out like a bay in a strip mall with their brewing equipment. And you can imagine what that's like. And those places still make enough beer to have it in regional liquor stores. So I think that's a good level. And I think like almost the smaller the better. But we went to another couple places that we'd never been to. Um, one, I don't really want to give, it was kind of soulless. I don't want to give as much highlight to it. But the other one was really cool. It had weird branding though too. It was just a dumb word that didn't really associate with anything. I think they just thought it sounded funny. And the logo was pretty lame too. But it was in this really interesting building that actually looked cool from the outside but was kind of lame inside and had many little nooks and cranny rooms that you could hang out in right it was big space but the outside looked cool and the front of it had this amazing patio outdoor space with many giant tables and it was packed and the beer was so-so they brewed on site and there was a whole mystery around the thing. When I looked it up and I went on Street View, it had been abandoned for years and for sale for a long time. I was trying to figure out if it was new construction because there was a log cabin on the premises, like attached to it almost. And the further I dove, I found out it was a dispensary that the city or the county rather made shut down with zoning specifics, which was a real shame. But one of our favorite breweries, one of the top new finds, because you know what? It had a great patio and it was crowded and it was cool. So a lot was learned. We then also brewed a beer with Casey's dad. We have our home brew coming up. We went to a brew supply store in town, home brew supply. And like, that was interesting. They've got coolers full of dozens of different types of yeast They've got many giant trash can type bins full of uh, wheats, wheats, mar barleys, all those sorts of things, grains from all around the world so that you could make your own special blend and all sorts of other stuff too, other kinds of equipment. So yeah, it was very interesting um, and then Casey's dad left this morning and I've been spending the day you know, laundry, cleaning up, getting the house back uh, in order, doing yard stuff. We got maybe doorbell ditched by some kids. That was weird. Uh, I made a delicious healthy food salad, right? With potatoes, broccoli, onion, a little bit of chicken. And uh, cut Casey's hair. I just cut Casey's hair. 
It's been a while, but I think it is funny that I do cut her hair because I'm very efficient at it. I think that if you went to a hair woman, she would cut your hair uh, pretending to be more careful than she really is. Or she'd be, you know what I mean? And I do it and I'm fast and it looks just as good, but I finish it in like 10 minutes. Oh, and then there was a scene today where I, I looked out back and there were, I'm not exaggerating, a dozen birds four different species of bird landing, flying. There was a bunny. There was a squirrel next to a blue jay, both drinking out of our bird bath at the same time. It was insanity. And I, th- I don't know what the maximum amount of blue jays would be in a nest when they hatch, but whatever it is, that's what we had. Because there's seriously at least eight blue jays now living basically in the backyard so that was pretty cool anyway thank you very much come again tomorrow